I don't know about you guys, but I am so happy the weather is warming up. And today we're talking about spring cleaning for your business and your life. Why is it important for us to adopt spring cleaning for our businesses and our life? Um, Kate, do you spring clean? I kind of sprinkle it in and start doing it little by little. I don't block out like a weekend to just like sit down and spring clean, but I just Mm kind of mentally, like I think as it gets warmer, I like opening up the windows and like just clearing out like the old And organizing is very therapeutic for me. So whenever I'm stressed, that's kind of what I do. But instead of tackling it all in one go, I kind of schedule it out little by little and tackle it as I go. Mm -hmm. What about you? Oh, yeah. Same here. Like, I don't um, necessarily set out like a weekend to do it, but the sounds of that just sounds so amazing. I know. We've said this just to chill and relax and be clean. (laughs) Yeah, we've said this to you. Like our in another life, we were professional organizers for people. Oh my god! Right? You know, it's so funny when I um I dated somebody in my teens for a couple years, and he always knew that I was when I was pissed because I would sit and organize to like calm down. (laughs) That's how I am. If I get so mad, I'm like, I can't do anything but clean right now. I, I like vengeance clean. clean. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Everyone leave me alone. I just have to clean. <laughs> but oh after I do that, like usually I light a candle too. And I'm like, okay, I can revisit this with a I calm, calm mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I love spring cleaning. Um, but yeah, same thing. And I consider like, I, you know, it's a good way to put it. Everybody understands what spring cleaning means, but I feel like I, for the most part, am trying to, like, I am always every couple months or something, I like to go through all my clothes and kind of like weed out anything that's just, you know, doesn't fit anymore or just as old. So I like it to be like a continuous process. Yeah. Same here. And, you know, sometimes I kind of get really focused on it and then I drop off for a little while and I'm trying to get better about being a little bit more structured about mm-hmm. it and more intentional. And um, my word for the year was establish. And so this year I've been really working on establishing like good workflows and just keeping my space organized and establishing like a system that works for me. So establishing a foundation that you can then build off of. Yeah. So this has kind of been something I've been working on in the past couple of months because right now or the past couple of months have been my slower season. So I've had more time to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So our main point is that everybody tends to purge their house of unneeded things, either throughout the year, if you do it like us kind of sporadically, or if you do more of a once a year, you sit down and get rid of things. Why not adopt this for your biz? Like what's the, it's the perfect way to just purge and feel like you have a fresh start, especially after this last year. Oh yeah. I feel like too last year, a lot of people couldn't go out. So you were, we were all ordering stuff online and I've noticed (laughs) the stuff I order online is kind of more of like impulse buys. And I'm like, why did I do this? I don't really need it. 
So I've been using like Amazon boxes that like I never broke down and that is where I'm putting things. I'm like, okay, I don't need this. I don't need this clutter or this taking up space. So I've been little by little taking things and putting them in this little box, which which will be my donate box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so smart. So definitely you want to get organized where things need to be organized. So if you have, you know, if your desk is just like a rack or there's one drawer in your desk, that's just like the throwaway desk, not really throwaway, but it's like, I don't know what to do with this item. It's going in here. (laughs) Yep. I have a storage, like a 12 bin, like storage organizer. And I have two bins that are like, just, there's not a place for this. It's going in here. So, yeah. oh, I'm guilty. This is of that. the I don't know what the hell to do with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you want to improve where you need to. So sit down and think about the areas of your business that are kind of jumbled right now and you feel like you don't know where what the goal is with that area, or you don't know what um what would help you create a better foundation to be able to get things done and be more productive. You want to then focus on those areas the most to start with. And I think that'll help you guys get the ball rolling too. Yeah. We also like need to make room for new things. Like this isn't just for things. I think we need to make space for allowing things to come into our life. And if we're, you know, I've been working on a lot of mental work and just really attracting what I want into my business. And a lot of this is um, with the help of my coach right now. And we really have to not only physically make space, but mentally and emotionally make space for things. And I think this is very important to touch on that if you aren't mentally and emotionally stable, like, and not just like in business, in your personal life too, you're not going to attract bigger things that you're wanting into your life. So I think this is a big point to take home that it's good to kind of purge and let go of some of past habits or past routines you've had so you can move forward. Mm, What a beautiful idea. I didn't even, I don't think we think about our mental clutter when we think about spring cleaning. I didn't until I started working with my new coach because I've been, (laughs) this is all I've been doing in my free time is really working on me and where I need to grow. And my mental area was a big part of what was holding me back in my business. And I think a lot of people are so focused, okay, I just need to do, do, do. And they get caught up in just keeping themselves busy and not taking time to be like, okay, like, why do I react to certain situations like this? Or why am I feeling like this? Or why am I procrastinating on things that really need to be done in my business? So that's a big one for me. And a lot of the times the answer to why I procrastinate is because I don't have a clean space. It's very distracting to me. So if you're like me, definitely make the time to sort all that out. And I think adopting a way of spring cleaning the mind, like I like the idea of thinking of my mind as a house and there's different areas of my house that need to be worked on at different times. And this idea of purging things and purging old routines and old habits and old ideas that are holding us back. That is so beautiful. This idea of spring cleaning our mind. I love the analogy you used that like your mind is like your house and yeah, where you put your attention, that area is going to be the most organized or, you know, put together. And I love the way you put that, Megan. Yeah. I think of it. Um, did you grow up with SpongeBob? Yes. 
Do you remember, this will be a little bit of a throwback to peep for people. Do you remember the episode where they're like in his mind and it's like him working? And oh, yes. Oh my God. This about? is a throwback, man. I know. Oh my God. I loved that episode though. They were like going crazy and there was file cabinets everywhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's how I think of it. I think of my mind as a house and we need to dust and, and spring spring clean everything <laughs> well we need to give attention to like all the nooks and crannies and things where we just don't even realize where you know like you said dust collects or you know there's just maybe someone has carpets where they shove things under <laughs> the rug oh God, right. <laughs> <laughs> i know i do <laughs> <laughs> we all do for sure Okay, so we wanted to give you guys um, some ideas on areas you can tackle in regards to your business. So the number one to start us off is the office. And I recently just did all of this stuff. So I got rid of clutter, old papers, because nowadays everything's digital. So mm -hmm. if you don't need to hold on to papers, definitely toss them or recycle them. Oh, and a good way if you have papers that you need to hold on to, either a scanner, which I know is like yes. kind of like old timey, but there's also apps that you can download on your phone and we can link them in the description. But um, there's an app you can download. It's basically like a scan it app and it holds it. Basically, it's a photo, you know, quote unquote mm -hmm. photo, but it's a scan in there. And then you could hold those photos in a separate Google Drive document or, you know, file folder. And then all of the important documents are in there. So it's not something that you actually have to hold onto the piece of paper. It's just like digital and it's not physical clutter. Yeah. Also, if you have an iPhone in the notes app, you can take a scan of a photo and it takes a picture. I've used this whenever I have to like physically sign a document and send it back. Mm -hmm. So that's a good little hack. I found that out last year, actually, during the pandemic. <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't realize I like had it was one of those things that you see on your phone. You're like, oh, that's a cool little widget. And then you never use because you're just like you forget about it. So mm -hmm. I need to remember to do that because that's helpful. Yeah. And if you don't want to splurge on buying a scanner, then that's a good like workaround for that. Right. Um, so you could get even a new notebook any way you can start fresh. So every year I get a new notebook and I get a new planner. And that's kind of where I keep my life. And I also just went and splurged at Marshall's. I spent like 300 bucks on things to decorate my office with my branding colors because I really want to create a space of inspiration. And I really wanted it, it to feel like me when I step into that space. So I got a lot of stuff that is the same colors as my branding. And I got some new plants because there are studies that plants make you happier we talked about this before and also they keep the air cleaner for you so if your space is feeling stagnant plants are the best way to kind of liven it up and i 100 percent recommend getting a pothos or a snake plant to start yes i just got a snake plant and i won't kill it because it no, thrives on neglect so i'm excited <laughs> exactly and pothos and those are both very different like appearance plants so the snake plant are the ones if you guys don't know the ones that stand up really tall and they have a lot of different like stems but the each like stem or leaf is really like wide and then it comes to a point and then the pothos is a trailing plant so it'll like be really pretty on a desk like flowing across the back and everything so you can definitely take care of a plant. You just have to find the right ones. Yes, for sure. 
Our next thing is backups. And this one's super important. Make sure you have all your important documents stored on the cloud, like mentioned, Megan mentioned, and your backups are updating regularly. And this is something that's very easy to like forget about because you just assume, okay, it's running in the background doing its thing. But it's good to like every couple months to double check that because you never know when technology is going to crash or something happens and you lose all that data that's happened to me. And it definitely gave me anxiety for like months on end. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah, now, it's terrifying. Don't learn from, well, learn from my mistake and don't make it yourself. And being a photographer, I have to keep multiple copies of photos before I deliver them just in case. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind. And for photos on your iPhone or like anything you're taking a picture of, like if you are taking pictures of documents, if you set up your phone, I don't, I have an iPhone. So the Google app is like not set up normally. So I just have Google photos on there and it automatically backs up all of your, all of your photos and it's a free service. So if you don't want to pay for like extra storage on iCloud for the, you know, for Apple, it's a good way to back up some things that way too. Oh, that's, I didn't even realize that because I pay for the Apple storage. That's, I pay for like a little bit of Apple storage for like all of the other stuff, but then I stopped having my photos as a backup on my Google Drive because it just was like, it was taking up, the photos take up so much space. So it's really important to also back up all your little memories. Yeah. Our next tip is your website and this is something I'm also currently working on with Sarah our graphic designer when was the last time you updated your website Mm. Megan when was the last time you touched yours you do this regularly so this I do I have to admit I have to give myself a pat on the back I am pretty good about updating my website but it's honestly because I really enjoy it so if somebody doesn't enjoy updating updating their website I think that it could be one of those things where you're just like nah I'll do it later you guys can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I understand though, because if you don't enjoy it, it's just like one of those things that falls to the back burner and you always have more important tasks to do other than that. So I totally get it. Yeah. And in this regard, we're not talking about updating your blog. Yeah. Like no. That part of updating your website. I'm talking about, you know, swapping out photos, updating your copy on there, making sure your contact information is up to date, you know, just little things, making sure all your links work on your page. Um, This is, that is such a good point. I, yeah, all of the links, because have you ever been going through your website and you go to click on something and you're like, oh my God, this doesn't freaking work. (laughs) You're like, damn, how many other people tried to do this? This is why I have Sarah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she makes you know sure what, that too? everything works so I also recently I was trying to show my one of my brothers uh something on my website and he was like making fun of this one thing that I had messed up so then I texted him last week and I was like hey would you mind doing me a favor and going through my entire website desktop and mobile and making notes on things that like from a consumer standpoint what looks off like what needs to be changed here or what even if you can't pay for somebody like a graphic designer to do it have a loved one or somebody that you know is going to be honest with you about something and just have them go through all of it and make notes on what they think would be better from more of a consumer standpoint somebody that's actually going to buy from you that is such excellent advice Megan like I just cannot (laughs) emphasize that enough because 
most of the time we're all like wearing multiple hats, like if you own your own business. So this is something I personally chose to outsource because I just could not bring myself to do this task. And I can't stress this enough. Like if you can afford to pay someone else to do things you don't like doing, you should just go ahead and work that into your budget. Oh, because yeah. I spent months like, oh, I need to do, you know, update my website. And it, I, built up all this resentment about around it because I wasn't doing it. So just save the hassle. And even if you're like, technically you, like I'm technically challenged when it comes to writing code and stuff like that. And I know there are platforms that make it easy for you to just plug and play. But for me, I wanted to stand out more with the presentation of my website. So that's why I went that route. And also I'm just the worst at updating my website. So props <laughs> to you, Megan, you are on top of it. <laughs> but again, it comes from like knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and what you enjoy doing. Like there are certain parts, like I've talked about this before with my emails. I knew that I wanted to start implementing emails and I hated doing them for some reason. Again, I built up like so much resentment around it. So then to take away the anxiety and the resentment around that one small piece of my business, I just outsource it. It's the same thing with your website. It's just, we need to recognize and be okay with the fact that we as business owners cannot physically do everything and we don't have to do everything. Yes. Yep. You're up we on have your money. I am, <laughs> yes. but it's true. If you have money to be able to do it and you don't want to freaking do it, pay somebody else that's better at it than you. And if you are at the point where you can't afford to pay someone, raise your prices to like bump you up in like what you make so you can afford to do that that's something every year I write down my cost of doing business and everything that I had to pay for the previous year and that's how I kind of reverse engineer my prices because you know we also need to pay ourselves a livable wage right. and I know like in the beginning it's kind of hard to do that so we're getting a little off topic, but we are. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Our next form of uh, areas you can tackle update your headshots. So Kate is diving into this right now, and it is so exciting to see her go through the process of planning. She is actually using the same photographer that we used for our branding for this podcast. Yes, Julia Faye. She is awesome. She, I researched around because I like to give different people. Um, opportunities and I want to support as many people as I can but I just kept coming back to Julia because I love her style and she was very down to earth and just like fun to work with for our shoot and she has like taken everything off my plate and being a photographer myself it's really hard to like take a step back when it comes to like planning a photo shoot and everything and I really wanted someone who could just take that stress off of me for once because I plan so many different things for other people. It does take a lot of energy and, you know, we, I get an hour and a half with her and she's planned out the whole itinerary and everything. And we made a Pinterest board on different photos that I like, and she's just really good at giving suggestions for poses and everything. And even though I'm a photographer and I kind of know the ropes with this, it's nice to not have to like be on top of it. And I can just kind of step back and be a client for once. And enjoy your experience with a photographer instead of feeling like you have to also wear the hat of a photographer. Yeah. And so something I recommend people when they do branding shoots with me is to bring like layers so you can get a spring look and a fall look. So you have content year round if 
you're not planning like a shoot every quarter, which some brands, you know, can't afford to do that. So um, I probably, I might end up hiring Julia again in the fall, but I am bringing some stuff. So I have just a little variety in my, my seasonal looks. I love that you included that tip. I never thought about that. That is something a true photographer would only think about. Yes. <laughs> okay. So our next one, clean out your inbox. And I am so effing guilty of this. Do not judge me. <laughs> I actually talked to Sarah yesterday and she did a screen share with me and her email was up there. She had five emails in her inbox and I was like, oh my God, I wish that was me because I have like 1500 emails and I just started off strong with getting it cleaned out and then I just ignored it. So if you can get on a system of where every once a week you delete all the emails that you don't need to keep your inbox like clean, because it's so stressful when I go in there and see 1500 unread emails and a lot of it's like stuff that I've signed up for or just, I don't know. You know, we can link to, Sarah has posted about this before. There is a website that you can go into and like sign into your email and it will go through, like if you have 1500 unread emails and a lot of them are just marketing emails from like random brands, it will go through and unsubscribe for you from all of them. Oh my God, I need that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll have to ask Sarah and link it because it is so helpful if you have a ton of emails in there. So I wanted to ask you too. So like in my, when you think about clearing out your inbox, like in my inbox, I have like 6,000 emails, but they're all read. Okay. So is that like, should I be clearing out the ones that are already read too? Yeah. So I'm going through and clearing oh. out everything because like, honestly, like seeing your inbox with only like five or 10 emails is so much easier to manage than going in and seeing this just like never ending list of emails. And most of the time, like you don't need those emails. So before I was doing once a year, I would like December, cause it's a slow month for me. I would go in and just delete everything from that year. And I take the time to like unsubscribe to stuff, but I, I did it in December or not this December, I did it a little earlier last year because pandemic, we had time and I just didn't revisit it. So it's something I'm trying to work into maybe a quarterly schedule I'll go in and just keeping it cleaned up like on a weekly basis will help this process a lot better. But most of the time, if you have emails from like 2019, I'm pretty sure you can delete all those, even emails from 2020. And a lot of the stuff is, you know, we use HoneyBook. So emails go to your Gmail and also show up in HoneyBook. And most of the time when I get an email from someone, I have email notifications turned off on my phone just because I do not want to be pinged all day long. Mm -mm. So if I see an email in my Gmail account, because when I wake up in the morning, that's I'll look at my Gmail and then I'll go and respond in HoneyBook just to kind of keep it all in there. So right. I have the email in two places. I don't need it in the gmail account because that's not where i'm going to go to look for it man i am gonna that's gonna be my task today i am going to tackle those like six grand emails <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna have to go through and but that's i i do think that's so smart because when i think about it when i see my email list and i have to scroll through a bunch of already read emails and already tackled emails to get to the ones that are 
the most important and the unread ones, it is kind of like a little bit of a mental block than rather than just seeing all the new ones in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm going to put Dawson on blast here. Probably going to hate right. me for it. <laughs> he has never cleaned out his email. He has like 24,000 unread emails. And I saw like the little icon on his phone and it says like the little red bubble. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I know I'm bad, but I, like, that instantly gave me anxiety. (laughs) So I'm like, I can't have that many emails. And that's why I have the little notifications turned off because, like, that's a stressor for me. (laughs) Why does he have the notification on for 24,000 emails? He uses the Apple, like, mail and it's synced to all your accounts. So I think it's, like, all of his email accounts combined are 24,000 unread emails. God damn. (laughs) Yeah. So this is another good point I wanted to bring up. If you have, like, I try to keep my, so I have a business email and then I have an older business email um, that I have now switched over to the newer one, but then I have a personal, like separate personal one. And my separate personal one is the only one that I get like any kind of marketing email. Like if I need um, to like sign up for something, I will just send them all to that old email because then I know that I, when I go back through there, it's just like a matter of unsubscribing. So I try to only keep the things that I'm subscribed to in like one specific place. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Um, I saw this meme that said Gen Z is smarter than millennials because they know they need to have three different email accounts, like one for important things one for things they don't trust and like a third one for like promotional marketing stuff and I'm like that is so genius (laughs) one for things you don't trust I love that (laughs) it's so true (laughs) but yes uh we will definitely link that um platform that Megan mentioned that Sarah told us about um so our next point is revisit your business plan and I feel like we preach about this a lot even if you don't have one now's a good time to start working on it. And if you're not sure where to start, like just start listing out things that you do. Like we talked about implementing, I talked about implementing, um, cleaning out my email more regularly. So that could be something in your business plan. You know, if you need to declutter um, your backups and stuff like that can be put into your business plan. Like all of these things we're really talking about today can go into your, you can work that in. I think it would be such a good idea to have a whole area of your business plan just dedicated to spring cleaning. And this is a really good point. We're going to link in our blog post a free download for you guys all about spring cleaning. So we'll have mainly business areas on there. We'll include some personal areas as well. But I think that having a checklist in your business plan for spring cleaning is such a good idea. So you can go back and have something almost as an accountability checklist to say like, okay, I did clean that up and I did clean this up. Yeah, I love that. I'm a big fan of lists and like checking things off. It's just gratifying. So yes, it is. (laughs) I might low key like print it off for me and use it. (laughs) Okay. So uh, another thing is you can look at is your email templates. And this is on my to-do list actually. And you just want to check that they still flow with your business practices and your workflows. And You can check to make sure your wording is on brand or if you kind of honed in on some wording that you really want to reiterate over and over again, that's a good place to make sure they 
are updated. And if you send any like calendar links to like schedule calls with you or stuff, make sure those are up to date and that can trigger you to go into your actual like calendar scheduler and make sure that the times and everything are still in line with your schedule and like what you want to mm-hmm. make available. And I also want to mention your contracts are a big thing too. And I know last, this time last year was when everyone was like, okay, we now have to have a COVID clause in our contracts. So it's really good to kind of take a fresh look at it. Megan, I know you got an attorney to like work on some stuff too. So it's never a bad idea to run that by a professional. Yeah. And I know it's definitely not an expense that everybody can like afford in their business, But I years ago bought like a contract from another hair and makeup artist, like a a contract template, and then kind of like, you know, added what I wanted to from like different areas that I was getting it from. So my contract was very much a like hodgepodge. And I didn't know if it was like safe for my state. And like, if it made sense for like, if it was protecting me as much as I wanted it to. So honestly, it was like such a blessing. I ended up paying probably like $2,500 for my lawyer to go through all of my contracts and rewrite them all and make them like personalized for my specific business. And it was like one of the biggest investments I've made that has helped me so much. Honestly, I recommend it to anybody because it just is like peace of mind that you know that everything you have in there is is meant for you and is meant for your state and is going to help you if anything happens. Yeah. And I think it's, it varies industry to industry because Megan and I are in the wedding industry. It's like very Sue happy when people aren't happy with their services and stuff. And Mm -hmm. we kind of walk a fine line of, you know, are we going to get sued at the end of the day? And I'm in several groups. There's a group called the law talk and it's like a lawyer, like a lawyer advice for photographers. And it's also a resource where you can buy contract templates and stuff. Oh, cool. And so many people post in their bad experiences, like um, over the weekend, a wedding photographer got punched in the face by a (gasps) drunk wedding guest and like all this kinds of stuff. And it's really good to be in there because you see things that are happening to other people and you can mentally like take note, like, okay, I need to make sure I have that in my uh, contract. And like investing the two grand two three grand it takes for someone to look over your stuff could save you tens of thousands of dollars and not even that it can you know just alleviate the possibility of that stuff happening to you in the future which I would rather pay three grand than to be in a situation like oh my god I did not cover myself and now I'm in the situation where it can make a brick me so right and that's something it really did give me so much peace of mind because there were different areas of my contract where like I didn't even know if like what I had wanted to be in there was legally sound and then being able to hear from my lawyer like oh no if we had to go to court I feel confident in fighting that you know x y and z is morally sound and will hold up in court so it just again it goes back to this idea of like outsourcing and like we are not lawyers (laughs) yes we are not lawyers and we shouldn't feel like our contracts are something that we have to you know be you know be amazing at but we're getting off tangent we need to do a whole episode on making sure your contracts are like perfect solid yeah and honestly if you're taking 
you know, money for services rendered, you got to have some kind of thing to protect you. Like, even if you're a graphic designer, you know, someone's still paying a, a deposit and everything like that. So um, it's good to have that stuff reviewed. Oh, but anyways, yeah. moving on, Megan, this is your point. So maybe you should bring this one up because you added this and I love yes. it. Yes. So I like to do this every so often, probably about once a month, but I go through and clean out my downloads folder and all of the files on my computer. So Sometimes we like to save things just for, you know, just in case it might be like a emailed receipt or something like that, but most of the time you don't need it for very long. So I like to go through and clean out if I've downloaded any pictures or PDFs or anything like that. My downloads folder is kind of where everything goes. And then I will then go through and, you know, kind of separate it out from there. So I think this is a good time for you guys to go through all of your files on your computer and really make sure that it's organized to the way that would make sense for you and your business. So I have a whole work folder where then everything is separated out into like, oh, these are some branding photos. This is my tax information. This is my further education downloads. Like, so I know when I'm going through and I'm looking for something, it's easier for me to just go through and look at, oh, I know if I need my 1099 from three years ago, <laughs> it's in my tax information. I know it's in there because I know that I organized it into there. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice because I neglect the downloads folder. So <laughs> I never even thought to do that. Um, okay. Our last point is study your use of time and think about what you could outsource. And we've kind of brought this up already but don't try to kill yourself trying to wear every single hat in your business. We've tried doing that and speaking from experience, like it's just at the end of the day, if you can afford to pay someone else to do that for you, totally do it. And I struggled with like imposter syndrome because I'm outsourcing. And just to give you guys some context, my weddings, like I edit the sneak peek, but I outsource everything else. I have a mm -hmm. team that edits it for me. Because I do not want to spend four weeks editing thousands of photos. And typically, they can turn it around in like a week for me. So um, it wasn't very hard for me to let go of that. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, I have so much more time and I can do more for clients because I've chosen to do that. So yeah. And a really good point that I like to bring up to people is like, I had a conversation with one of my brides. She's a mom and it was a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how she has a nanny. And I was like, oh, that's so amazing that you have a nanny. She has one kid and she works um, full time and so does her husband. But she said they, and they don't make a ton of money either. They specifically sat down, went over their budget and said, where can we cut out different areas so we can afford this nanny to come in twice a week? And it just was such a beautiful moment. She said, I, she felt a lot of like almost imposter syndrome with being a mom and not being able to like do all of the things because our society tells us that moms have to be like this superpower, oh, yeah. like do everything. Mm -hmm. But she said the amount of time that, you know, this nanny like organizes and cleans and like does all of these little things that now she doesn't have to think about even she can come home from work and just spend time with her baby and like enjoy just living her life with them and not have to worry about all of these little other tasks so that's something it, that I bring up that story because it's this idea that just because you can do it doesn't mean that you need to be doing it all 
Yes. Say it again. <laughs> you guys need to rewind and listen to that again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give yourself a break. Okay. I think that's the perfect segue into our break, Megan. Yes, it is. We'll catch you guys after. Welcome back, guys. We are going to dive into the second half of the episode and talk about personal spring cleaning, which is a big part of spring cleaning. And I think what most people think is the only way to spring clean. So let's start with getting rid of anything that's not being used within the last year, toss or donate it. So go through your closets, go through your cabinets. This is a big thing. I actually did about two months ago because we moved into our apartment in July of last year. And there were so many things that when we moved in, because we were both moving in from like living with parents. So we had all of these things that were like, oh, we are definitely going to need this. We're definitely going to need that. So we had all of these things that we had just like you know, accumulated over even six months that we were like, okay, we don't need four of these. We don't need four whisks. How did we end yes. up with four whisks? <laughs> like, <laughs> So go through every area of your house and see what things that are not being used and be mindful about where you're getting rid of them. So if you can, um, not that you necessarily want to make money on things, but if you can try to sell them on Facebook marketplace, that's a really good way to get rid of stuff. And you know that that stuff is actually going to be used because a lot of times when people pay money for something like that, there's a high likelihood that they're going to like care for it more. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're putting it up for like $5 and then when somebody comes, you're like, hey, just take it for free. I just wanted to get rid of it and go have it go to a good home that was actually going to use it. Yeah, I love that. So I've always just kind of taken it, my stuff to Salvation Army or Goodwill, but I didn't even think really and to start putting my stuff up on Marketplace because most of the stuff I'm like, who's going to want this? <laughs> yeah, or even if you put it up for free on there, there are a lot of people that go through the free stuff. I know like at least a couple times a week, I go through free stuff and just see like what's up there just for fun. Um, and a lot of the things, I forget what the exact percentage is, but I want to say like 90, it's a little bit above 90% of stuff that gets donated to Goodwill actually just ends up in a landfill because really? there's so much stuff that gets donated. And a lot of the stuff is things that when you go into a Goodwill, there's like a certain, you won't, some things just don't fit into a category, I think. Yeah. And some things aren't going to sell in there. So if it doesn't sell in there, it ends up at an outlet store. And then if it doesn't sell in an outlet store, it just ends up in the garbage. I didn't even think of that. That's always me thinking about the environment. (laughs) Yes, you are. I'm not going to lie, guys. Megan's got me on to like repurpose or rehome kind of thing Mm -hmm. and trying to be more mindful of that because like I said I just throw stuff in a garbage bag and drop it off at Goodwill but now I might start rethinking maybe I'll keep doing that for clothes because I know like clothes could all anybody could always use clothes and I shop clothes at Goodwill too so and a big thing too is making sure that you're not putting like garbage items like things that really truly are just garbage like goodwill does not accept underwear that's not in a package or like old socks and stuff yeah. they don't take that kind of stuff 
So sometimes what Goodwill does is if they open up a bag and if they see something that like, if they see lots of socks and underwear in it, they will just throw it out. It just goes in the garbage. They don't, they won't even go through all of it because it takes too much time and they're not getting paid enough money to go through all of that stuff. So don't just like waste their time with giving them absolute garbage. Make sure that it's actually something that like they could sell for money. Yeah. So I have a bunch of blankets that I don't use anymore. And I'm actually thinking about taking them down to tent city is what they call it in Charlotte. Well, it's not there anymore, but figuring out how I can donate it to people that actually need stuff instead of just dropping it at Goodwill. Or you could try um, and see if there's any animal shelters in the area that are accepting blankets right now. Yes. That's also a good point too. Mm -hmm. Good one. Okay. So this is one of my personal favorite things to do repotting plants or Mm. going to buy plants to buy them (laughs) yes this is such a cozy feeling to me the idea of repotting plants yeah a couple weeks ago I had a plant that was kind of infested with gnats Megan I told you about this and (laughs) so I I tried to control it with insecticide and it did not work so I was just kind of like okay gotta ditch the soil and I spent maybe 30 minutes just taking my time like caring for my plant and putting it in a new pot and everything. And it was just, I don't even know. So cleansing for my soul to just kind of get away from a screen and to be working with my hands, which is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like the plant is getting a new life. That's so it feels mm-hmm. like it's like, Oh, it's a whole new beginning for this plant. And it also feels good to take care of things. Yeah. I felt like a good plant mom in that moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There are lots and lots of different fun planters and stuff you can get. So I think that's a really fun thing is that like using that as decoration. You know, Sarah told me this. She goes to Goodwill and she buys the glass jars and she puts her plants in that so she can see the roots. And I think I never thought Mm. to do that. And also you spend like a couple bucks on a really cool like see-through like plant holder. Yeah. Even if you go to Goodwill, I'm always looking for planters and stuff there because planters can be expensive. And even if you do, sometimes I'll use something that's like a ceramic bowl or something that I found at Goodwill, something that still has that good shape for a plant, but it's just a good way to repurpose something. Yeah. And so this is my personal like motto when it comes to the home space, everything has a place and keep clutter minimal. So we have an island counter and that ends up at the end of the week with just all this stuff on it. And I can't stand clutter. It's very distracting to me. So mm-hmm. um, usually in the mornings, I'll do a quick tidy. But um, I recently just decided to take some of the decoration off my counter space because I was like, you know what? This doesn't need to be there. It's just taking up space. And now like it's just a breath of fresh air when I walk into like the living and dining room area because I don't have a lot of stuff just spread out on the counter Mm -hmm. this is something to think about with decorating like I know decorations are so fun and it's like fun to thrift or buy for and everything it's like a really fun thing to do but a lot of times I think decorations can in in um can infiltrate clutter and be like a whole new different area of clutter that is like something you chose to bring into your house and now it's just like you're stuck with it adding (laughs) exactly it's adding to this clutter so even rethink your areas that are maybe decorated where you feel like are just giving you a little bit of anxiety and think about the stuff that is absolutely necessary for that space and then maybe like one or two you know little decorations yeah I love that 
So I also organize my seasonal things into storage bins and I put a label on them. This is a life changer oh my God. because <laughs> like I, I have a bin for like my photography stuff and then I have a bin for like fall and Christmas and it's just so nice because whenever I need that stuff, I go, I know exactly where all of it is and I can mm-hmm. easily find it. And that way it's not just sitting in like a cardboard box in the garage or something, you know, it's has oh its God. space. And I love to keep my, we're in like a two bedroom apartment. So, and I don't like to necessarily decorate a lot for different holidays, except for Christmas. That's fun. But I try to keep all of my decorations to like one Rubbermaid bin. So if it can't fit in there, I don't want to add it into the house. That's a good way to look at it. Or like, if you want to add something, you take something away. Right. So my sister-in-law does this with her kids for Christmas every year because they get so many toys right before Christmas they go through all of their toys and take out ones they want to donate and then they donate it to I think it's the Salvation Army that does like the toys for tots maybe yes yeah it is so they like any toys that are still in good condition they take there and then they throw out the rest and I think that's a perfect mom hack for managing all the plastic that comes into your house around the holidays and that's such a great way to implement into your kids' lives a way of donating and giving back. Mm-hmm. Like, what a cool thing to teach them. They get excited about it. They're not upset about, like, getting rid of toys because they know, like, n- new stuff is coming, so. Yeah, and they know that, like, a different kid now is going to be able to enjoy that toy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so sweet. Yeah. So another thing I've been working on is clean appliances with a white vinegar rinse. And I'm talking about like your dishwasher or washer machine, you know, your garbage disposal. Um, essentially, I've never done do- this before. And Kate was telling me about it before we hopped on the call. And this is going to blow your mind, guys. Okay. So with your dishwasher, you just fill a bowl with white vin- white vinegar. You could u- use like a cup and you just run a cycle through it on the hottest setting. And... I'm telling you, my dishwasher is sparkling clean because it just like got rid of all the grime from mm-hmm. all of the built up like soap and stuff. And I did the same thing with my washer machine. And there, these two appliances like hide mold so well because water is constantly being moved and like it's just sitting there stagnant. So for me, I'm like a clean freak when it comes to things like that. So that's something that I did. Um, I also like to make essential oil sprays to freshen the house and Mm. they're safe ones. Like you can use lavender and eucalyptus and like you water it down and spray it on your couch and stuff. Oh my gosh. And having a dog, this is like such a hack because I don't like using chemical sprays like Febreze because it's not good for animals. So, and also just like those that they never smell good to me. You can always like, it's maybe an initial smelling good spray, but then you can like almost smell that it's fake. I love having just like a spray bottle set up with like that, like lavender spray or something and just being able to spray it and refresh all of the areas of like cloth around your home. It smells so good. Even to like get into bed with like a lavender spray on there. It's so calming. Yes. I love that. I never thought to put it on my like pillowcase or my bed sheets. Like when you crawl into bed. And you know, what's so interesting. This is a quick little side note. Um, my, uh, Victor's friend, his wife is from Italy and they, uh, we were talking about one day, they do not make their bed right in the morning. Like that's something that's very, they let it air out. 
Yes, they pull back the sheets and they open up the windows, especially where she's from. It's like a beachy town, but they pull, they open up the windows and they let the, the room air out. And it is so refreshing to have that like fresh air on the sheets. You don't think about that, like airing out your sheets, but it's so like we all I sweat in our sleep. Yeah. Like it's so refreshing. I I read that it's it doesn't let bacteria like accumulate on your sheets if you let it air out. And so they mm. say you should let your bed breathe like for 30 minutes when after you get up. So that's what I've been doing. I just flip the the comforter and the sheets over and just let it let it breathe. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. Mm-hmm. Another thing I love to do is baking soda for your carpets. And especially if you have pets, like you just sprinkle mm-hmm. it on there and let it sit for like 30 minutes. Then you vacuum it up and it just refreshes the carpets or your rugs that you can't like run through the wash. So that's something I'm going to tackle in the next couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. we're going to wrap up with the best one that the I discovered. When... <laughs> well, <laughs> it kind of blew my mind when I found this doing the research for this episode, but you guys, you can use denture cleaner or retainer cleaner in your coffee maker to clean the whole thing out. And I never thought to do this. So I have a Ninja coffee maker and I can take all the compartments out and wash them, but I can't clean the insides of the coffee maker. And so basically all you do is you fill the water reservoir with warm water, drop two tablets in there, let it fizz up and then run a cycle through. And then once it's finished, you empty it and then run just regular water through it. And it's better than using vinegar because you can use vinegar in a coffee maker, but then the vinegar taste like lingers in the smell and you don't want your coffee mixing with that. So this is something (laughs) I'm going to try. I haven't tried it yet, but I thought it was such an interesting like life hack. That is going to blow people's minds. I'm telling you that when I read that, I was like, Kate, what are you talking about? (laughs) I'm not crazy. I promise. (laughs) I am honestly thinking about trying it today with Victor's coffee makers. So maybe I will keep an update on our, on our Instagram. Yeah. Cool. So we thought it would be really fun to end our episode today with talking about specific areas that Kate and I are focusing on in the next couple of weeks or just within our business and our home and you know personal minds. So for me, the big thing that I did last week, I have been noticing that at my studio, there was just like, because when I moved in, it was like in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of the summer, there was just a lot going on in my life. And moving in, I was just like, you get so focused on just like, get in there and get working. So things didn't really have like a place and there was no organization to things. So I finally, I've been looking on Facebook marketplace and stuff to try and buy it secondhand, but I ended up just not being able to find one. So I went to um, Ollie's actually, that like bargain store. They Mm -hmm. had a, one of those big like wire racks. I bought one of those for my storage closet and I was able to go through the entire studio and take out things from my cabinets and everything that just like didn't have a place and didn't make sense in like my immediate area of like needed storage. So I organized that entire shelf in my storage cabinet to have like all of my extras, like paper towels and toilet paper and tissues and different makeup products that were just extras. So it has been a game changer for me. Now I can like walk into my storage closet and actually feel like I can one, find things and not have that mental clutter in my head of like, oh my God, this place is a mess. Um, 
I'm telling you, it was now that I look in there, I'm like, yes, this looks so good. And now my cabinets for my immediate things that I need to store are just like so neat. And they are a little bit like empty in a good way that now I don't feel like it's so much when I open up a cabinet of all these random things. Now it feels like everybody, everything actually has a place. I love that. And your studio has always looked super clean. So you've been really oh, good at you. hiding like <laughs> the storage stuff. And that's an awesome perk of your studio because you have all that cabinet space. But mm-hmm. I did see her, her, her shelf and it does look very aesthetically pleasing. I will share it on the Instagram guys. I promise it. Yeah, it looks really good. I like it a lot. (laughs) Yes. So Kate, what are you doing? So I've sprinkled in throughout the episode, things that I've been working on. And one of my main things was decorating my office space for just creating an an environment of inspiration. Um, So I went and bought, you know, from Marshall's just little like pictures that have my brand colors in it and like positive sayings. Like, so I have these reminders, like visually every time I walk in there and I have shelves so I can display some of my prints and like albums and stuff. Mm. And, um, another thing that I did that I didn't mention, I've been buying like bins and I found some like, um, they're not plastic, but they're like that woven kind of basket kind of look. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they're like, they have a lot of structure to them. Right. Yeah. And I have been buying those and trying to consolidate and like put things that make sense together in my cabinets. And it, like you said, Megan, like when you open it, it's not just like everything just all in your face and you can't find it. So, um, it's just easy. I can just slide the bin out and look at everything that's in there. And that simple thing alone has just a taken away the stress of trying to find like cleaning supplies and whatever. And I am also going through color is a big thing for me. So Mm -hmm. my, my closet is color coordinated and I want like my, um, like laundry, like the, the towels that we use and sheets and stuff. I'm working on trying to get that color coordinated because that's just so, so fun for me. And it's just, I don't know. It makes me happy. Little things like that just kind of add so much to your living space. So that's what I'm working on right now. You'll have to share when you color code your towels and send it on the Instagram. Cause that that's going to be nice and aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, maybe I'll <laughs> give you guys a look into my recording room, aka my closet. Yeah, <laughs> and you can yeah. see the color coordination that I have going, and it makes it just so easy for me to find like what I feel like wearing for the day. So that's something I've just always kind of kept up with. Yeah, and a good point that you mentioned about the baskets. I love that you've been doing that with in your cabinet spaces because it's also nice. Like if you have <clears throat> all of a certain kind of some item then you can just pull out that entire basket and set it down on the counter instead of having to like move stuff within the cabinet and then have to put it all back it just makes your life a little bit easier too because it's all in one place so the next thing i'm tackling i tackled the laundry room and just like all my soaps and cleaning supplies i kind of organized and my next thing is the tupperware section so i'm gonna get like an actual bin so i can have the tops and then the bottoms in two separate spaces and keep it organized that's always like the the cabinet from hell i feel like (laughs) 
I can't stand my Tupperware cabinet. It is like, oh my God. But I think that's a really good place to start if you're feeling, I think, because that is like, yes, it sucks to do, but it'll be incredibly um, gratifying once it's all done to be able to mm-hmm. see that. I feel like that'll give you a little bit of a fire. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this was an amazing episode. I hope it gave you some inspiration to get cleaning and get organizing within your life and your mind for sure. So we are really excited for next week's episode. We have a special guest coming on and it is going to be Natasha Hemingway and her heart, not hustle marketing idea is going to change your life. I promise. I know that's a big claim. Good, good episode. There's it's jam packed with so much wisdom from her and like, I can't wait to re-listen to it. Mm Mm-hmm. I, got I know we're definitely going to get some stuff from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then another good point, guys, we would absolutely love it if you rated us and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. And if you listen on Spotify, you can follow us and hit the bell notifications. So when we post, you'll be notified every time. Yeah. We love you guys and we would love to get your feedback. So if you have the time, we appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so we will see you guys next week.